The Trev and Ben Show. Broadcasting to the London Borough of Croydon. This is Croydon Radio. Ex-Ambassadors Renegade. And now, Trevor Smith and Ben Harmer. They don't deserve now. The Trev and Ben Show. A very good morning to you. Welcome to Coin Radio and welcome to the Trev and Ben Show. Good morning. Oh, isn't it wintry out there? Only cold. Oh, I had to de-ice the car this morning. I don't like that. No? Oh, I don't have to do it very often because I, I work from it. home a lot. I'm just sitting here. Well, you've probably got a modern car with heated windows and things that does it all on its own, haven't you? I'll just turn the heating on. Oh, that's no good. It doesn't do the outside, does it? Oh, no, then you squirt the water and do the windscreen wipers. Oh, that's just lazy. That's me. This is yeah. laziness. <laughs> <laughs> I was out this morning about four o'clock, the ice of the car. That's how long it took. You know, when it's that cold, you can't even open the door. Mm. The door's been frozen shut. Horrible. That's what I don't like. I don't even know how to deal with that. But you got your new coat? You wrapped up warm? I've got my new coat on. Then I look trendy in my new coat. Very nice. I saw people almost slowing down as they were <laughs> driving by me just to have a look. People shout, where, where did you get that coat, Trev? Yeah. £25 Black Friday, mate. Very nice. <laughs> I was on the ball. That would be new pants. <laughs> All in one day. What a day that was. Uh, I'm warm up there, warm down there. Every quarter century, it's shopping day. <laughs> it certainly is. Uh, all the usual stuff to come in the next two hours. We've got to think the link in about 25 minutes. Um, really easy today. You say that every week. I have. I've gone really easy recently, haven't I? You have. I think uh, I'm going to have to try and really come up with a difficult one for next week. But I think I've got bored with it. I got lazy with it. Things bored you, and I lazy. Get a few weeks of nice sim- simplicity, and then you get stroppy, and then over <laughs> overcompensate. I know that I have no middle ground. No, I? I just swing violently from one <laughs> side to the next. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, anything goes. A little bit later on, uh, your chance to pick today, Ben. Have you picked a cracker for us? I have. I have. I've got a belter coming oh, up. Excellent. We do that about uh, nine forty-five. Uh, new music at 10 today is the brilliant Rich Stevenson his great song Alibi uh, the compendium shall we do that a little bit later on have you de-iced the drum <laughs> I'm on it I'm doing it now because <laughs> you can't have that frozen no I've turned the heat on ruins the whole game <laughs> if that happens uh, the pub quiz uh, today's category transport mm. buses trains all those sort of things yeah. I should have bought a new anorak rather than just a trendy <laughs> winter coat shouldn't I yeah. bought a nice parka nice flashes mac <laughs> Flashes, Mac. Yeah. What's that going to do with transport? <laughs> You've got a very odd thing going on in your head. Uh, also, Ben loses it at work this week. I did. Looking forward to that. Oh, and my Hoover humiliated me this week. <laughs> it's all to come in the next two hours right here on Coin Radio and the Trevor and Ben Show. Morning. Morning. Fratelli's Chelsea Dagger on Croydon Radio. It's the Trev and Ben Show. And uh, I just need to have a quick word with you, Ben. I oh, yeah. don't mind, because I, I don't know, you've been playing games or something. I don't know what's going on. Sorry? Well, you you are getting into people's heads. <laughs> you're getting into people's heads. You're getting into people's heads, and I don't like it. No? No. Last week we left, and uh, just as we left the, uh, the studio, your phone rang. That's right. And it was Mrs. Ben. Yep. And uh, I could sense there was a bit of atmosphere in the phone call. And there was, was lots trouble. of you. There was lots of you going. Yes, dear. Um, no, no. And I was a bit concerned. Yeah. You know. Oh no. Something terrible. You're going to have to shoot off home because hmm. something awful's happened. But uh, you were being berated because uh, she'd been dreaming about you. Yeah. Visiting um, ladies of uh, of the night. Yeah. I did ask you if we could say prostitutes. Or yeah. Not, didn't I? Yeah. And I said, I said, yeah, why not? But then, I, <laughs> but then I decided not to. But you've used the word now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is, it's a perfectly acceptable word. I don't think that's, a, that's an issue. But I hadn't done it. <laughs> no, I, you know, it was in her dream. It was in her head, and I was still, I was still in trouble. Well, I think that's quite right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then, but then in the week 
you pop into my dreams. Oh, what's this now? Well, and this is why I need to have a word with you because uh, I'm a bit concerned. More ladies? No, no. Okay. No, we were here. Okay. We, this was a, a proper anxiety dream All right. about this particular studio we're in why what happened well you started effing and jeffing like i wasn't anything. saying prostitutes was i no it was more serious than that and i couldn't stop you no and i was sitting here and i i, I started to get quite cross with you because why what, didn't you turn the veiners off i don't know in my dream that wasn't an option <laughs> um, you can shut me up very easily i just couldn't stop you it was effing this and jeffing that what was i so upset about i don't know I don't know what you were upset about. See, this conversation's making me a bit angsty now because I'm worried that even talking about swearing is going to be like something <laughs> I shouldn't do. I, all I remember was that the sort of um, when you did finally shut up, <laughs> I uh, I then sort of just but just before I woke up, just turned to, into the microphone and said, "Well, that that really is it from the Trevor Bench. <laughs> that was it. I knew that that was it. We were done for. So I don't know what game you're playing, but you're getting into people's heads. <laughs> Either that or the true colours are coming out. And we're, we're, me and your wife are finally seeing you for what you really are. A yeah. womanising, <laughs> foul-mouthed <laughs> youth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm worried about where this is headed. So you can't remember at all why I was in such a mood in your dream? No. I don't know. I, I don't know what, what started you off. All I know is we were just sitting here and it was just a normal thing. I don't know what we were doing, probably talking nonsense, I'd mm. have thought. And suddenly you just went into this tirade of foul language and I couldn't no. stop you. <laughs> and uh, maybe it's just uh, the world telling me that I need to control you more. So and what? Didn't just lock you up in some sort of cellar. I might to stop just... you going out at night to save your wife from That's any right, further yeah. embarrassment for a start. <laughs> and, uh, and secondly, to stop you swearing. I quite like Dream Ben. <laughs> do you yeah he seems like quite a rogue <laughs> you've got a level of respect for him that you yeah. don't have for yourself he's a bad life. boy <laughs> <laughs> he does what he wants and says what he wants yeah yeah oh he's, he's the bed everyone loves <laughs> <laughs> it's quite nice though in a dream being naughty isn't it yeah i mean again i can't go into too much detail about a dream i had this week but uh i was, oh, yeah. being, I was being very naughty <laughs> uh, uh, your wife would have been on the phone straight away <laughs> now uh, have you ever had one of those dreams where you become aware you're dreaming? What do they call it? A lucid dream? Um, uh, probably, yeah. Because in my dreams, I'm always behaving myself because I'm not quite convinced if it's a dream or not. And you know when you're having <laughs> one of those dreams yeah, yeah. and you want to be sort of, you know, enjoying the dream yes. rather than worrying about <laughs> your marriage vows, you know? Yeah. 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 So, um, but I can never quite get into the because i'm never sure if i'm dreaming or not now see here's an interesting question if you're having a, a dream of that nature yes um are you in your mind married anyway in the dream or are you you're back to your free and single days are you um i think i'm just so pleased to be getting anything <laughs> it's all gone out the window yeah yeah <laughs> I don't know how to take that. I'm not sure how your wife would know how to take that. Like, what? I, 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 you know, there's, there's someone off. I mean, <laughs> it's, oh. been, it's been a long drought. No, 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 there's been no drought. It's just uh, dreams are fun, aren't they? Uh, I do. I, I, I love a dream. It's the dreams that you can't get rid of for, for a few days in your mind. Hmm. I mean, I've still got a couple of dreams from my childhood that are still haunt me. Really? Being chased by blackberries. Blackberries? Yeah, giant blackberries. Oh. I remember that. That freaked me out. That sounds like a sort of Ribena horror film. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was. I couldn't get away from them. Right. And they were. They had legs. And everything. I suspect it was the Ribena advert or something that was in my mind. 
but uh, but oh no, that's black currants, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's not even blackberries. Do you remember the um, witch from I think Cinderella, the Disney film? Mm, yeah, I think so. I had a dream where I had fallen, broken my leg in my garden, mm-hmm. and I could see over the over the hedge a very long and winding road that led up to my garden and I couldn't move and I was on the, on, on the ground with my broken leg and I could see her car winding up the paths oh, getting closer horrible. and closer and I couldn't get away. Oh, that was my recurring dream. Did she get to you? She did in the end, yeah. What happened when she got to you? The dream finished. Oh, she never found out what happened. And then I did it all again the next night. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. I hate dreams when you wake up you don't know what the ending was. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Yeah. Uh, I did once have a terrible dream about uh, the Incredible Hulk. There was a good and a bad one and I couldn't work out who was the good or who was the bad one. I remember waking up screaming. Well, you had two Incredible Hulks. Yeah, one good, one bad. And were you in a situation like where you had to kill one and you only had one bullet? And you, had to, you know, if you killed the wrong one, then the whole world's doomed. I, I was only about seven. I don't remember running around with uh, loaded AK-47s <laughs> taking on superheroes. So what was the jeopardy if you chose the wrong one? Well, I suppose I was going to be... That's the one I was going to be with. That's be with? going to help, you know. It was one of those dreams, was it? No help, you know. I was going to be on their side, and I, but I didn't know who was the good one, who was the bad one. I could have ended up on the dark side, couldn't I? Oh. Using, using those powers of anger and, and destruction for, for, for bad. Mm. <laughs> Although I never worked out whether the Hulk was good or bad. I think that was partly the problem. Was he good or... Because he did a lot of damage, really, Very didn't he? short-tempered. Yeah, he was short-tempered, but he'd never really thought about what, what, who else he might be hurting. Unreasonable. So I think with Superman it's the same. You know in the films when he does, like there's the big old fight against Zod. I've got to admit, I've never seen Superman. Oh, honestly, it's but like I always, talking to some uneducated. <laughs> I'd always assumed he was uh, a force of good. He is a force of good, but I just think sometimes when he's having those big fights and he's throwing coaches about, there's going to be innocent bystanders hurt. Yeah, there's going to be collateral damage. There's going to be collateral damage. And they, you don't see that in the films. <laughs> there's no way you can throw a bus at somebody without that causing collateral damage along the way he doesn't even check if they're on the bus no he doesn't he just throws it he's careless <laughs> if, if i'm in trouble i don't want him helping cooler shaker hey dude on croydon radio uh when i was um, putting the playlist together for the show I was, uh, I was thinking, oh, I haven't played that one for a while. I'm going to stick that in like that. Okay. And I was trying to think, I'm sure there's uh, someone, someone's, someone in Kula Shake had a very famous granddad. And I'm trying to think who it was, and I can't remember. I think it was, it was it's a John Mills' grandson was in Kula Shake. Or some, some amazing thing like that. Someone will be able to tell us that Trevor and Ben on Twitter. Now, I don't even know who Sir John Mills is. Oh, honestly, I haven't seen Superman. You don't know who Sir John Mills... Sir John Mills? Give us a clue. Uh, he's one of the greatest that English actors has ever been. He was always in the war films. Always in the war films. You know, you know that famous uh, scene where uh, the guy's in a bar and he, there's the, the pint of Carlsberg and, and he's, oh, there's this condensation running down. He's been in the desert. Oh, I, that scene. Famous scene. Don't look at me blankly. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> From the foggiest. Honestly. I don't know. I need to. I need to start hanging around with older people. Yeah, you do. <laughs> You've seen these things. What, was it a western or something? No, it was a war film. A war film. It was like out in the desert, the Eighth Army, Montgomery, all of that. It sounds more like a Carlsberg advert. The way well, you it was used it. for an advert years later. Okay. That was the first time I saw it, but it is genuine. You know, genuinely from a film. Okay. So I don't, it's the pointless talking to you. Isn't <laughs> Sorry. It? Pointless well, having these conversations. Is there an old person I can go and sit with for a couple of hours? <laughs> Someone in their eighties, ideally. You were talking about um, the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. 
Yeah, I had my own little incredible Ben. <laughs> incredible Ben <laughs> moment at work. Yeah, how much did that cost you? Uh, it didn't cost me anything, thankfully. Um, I didn't smash anything except sort of myself. <laughs> I, uh, I was in a right mood. Okay, what put you in a right mood? Well, I won't go into it too much. Basically, things have changed, and I'm not quite doing exactly the same thing I was doing before, and I'm not happy about it. Okay. <laughs> so I was in a bad mood with that, uh, with additional stuff being put on me, which was unnecessary and... I'm not going to get annoyed yeah. again. Just watch, mind your language. Yeah. Right? I can feel you getting angry and that dream I had. That was the dream. It was a premonition. <laughs> uh, and then as I was storming around in quite a bad mood, as I was getting back into my van, I banged my head. And that Ooh. was that was it. That's, that's the thing that can tip you over the edge. It did. It? That sort of thing. It did. So, so what did you do? I, I punched. <laughs> I punched the centre of the steering wheel with all of my might. Oh, please tell me the airbag went off. <laughs> oh, thankfully, that's, that's what I want to hear. Thankfully, it did. <laughs> I hurt my hand. Did you? Yeah, look, I'll show you. Look. Oh, there's actually blood. There is, but it's not now. It's stopped bleeding now. It's scabby but, now, isn't it? Yeah, not, not nice. And I've also, I, apparently I only punch with one finger. Yeah. My, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm not worried if we get into a fight. So I've got, I've got, <laughs> but you're going to attack me with your little finger, I've quite you? badly grazed <laughs> the knuckle on my little <laughs> finger only. Wow. Which looks ridiculous now. I bet you felt great at the time, though. So that means if I ever hit you, I'm only hitting you with one-fifth yeah. of my force. Not, not scared at all. <laughs> I reckon I can take you on. Because what I forgot when I was in my rage as I lashed out is that there's that big metallic Mercedes badge in the oh, centre of the steering wheel, yeah. which, uh, yeah, that'll, that'll cut you pretty good. Did the horn go off? No, because the the, the, um, the key wasn't in the ignition. Oh. You can't honk the horn unless the key's in. Really? Yeah. Oh, I like this uh, this new anger side of you. Do you? Uh, yeah, I think it's good to get all this anger out. It sort of felt better and worse at the same time. I let some anger out, but then there was blood everywhere. Oh. I tell you what, I'd love to hear from people this morning about angry moments at work, things they've done, things they've broken. Well, the reason I raise it is because I know you've had a couple of <laughs> legendary hissy fits. Well, hissy fits? I don't like that phrase. <laughs> I mean, you know, these right, were you're these, hit me, are you? these <laughs> yeah, with my little finger. I might just move it towards you at a split. What's the word I'm looking for? Blistering pace. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I, I have, yeah, I have had a couple of moments. There was one when I, um, I completely lost it in the workplace. Very unprofessional, mm. right? Because that's the other thing in it. When you're in the workplace, you know, I can't lose it. No. I can't lose it. And some days you just can't help it. And everyone else, it's always great in the office when someone loses it, though, isn't it? Oh yeah. If you're in the office and someone else is losing it, you love it. But when it's you, it's embarrassing. No, I, um, I once lost it, and um, in uh, in the studio I worked in, in on the wall, there was all these racks of CDs, and uh, and this guy'd come in and he'd really annoyed me, right? Yeah. And. Uh, and I'm a bit like you, sometimes you just need to punch something, don't you? So I just launched my fist into these rack of CDs. Of course, all the plastic <laughs> smashed and just went, just cut my hand to bits. Yeah. And then I had to go and have a meeting with my boss with my hand dripping with blood <laughs> all over the desk. You know, it's just like, oh, sorry about that. The thing is, you know it's idiotic and you know you'll come off worse. I know. You still do it. I know. I've hurt my foot a couple of times kicking things. Wasn't there a... Um was it a drinks machine that went flying? Didn't go flying, it just rocked a little bit. <laughs> I just punched a water cooler and it just rocked a little bit. Again, it was like an instant reaction. I walked past it and I just needed something to punch. Yeah. And uh, it started rocking. I didn't stop, but my mate whose desk was right near it said to me, oh, I was terrified that was going to go over, Trev. If that had gone over, you would have been in big trouble. I thought, Do you know what? I would have enjoyed it. I'd have enjoyed the moment. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, the thing is, I was always seen, but people always say to me, oh, Trevor, you're such a calm man. You are a very calm man. Uh, but I'm like a volcano mm. in that I can stay calm, I can lay dormant <laughs> for decades. And then one day I'll, I'll just erupt. Yeah. And you just, it's probably best you're not in the area when it happens. That's all. I remember my mum telling me as a kid, she said, well, you, you, you were never very cross, Trevor. You never really had many tantrums, but when you were cross. Oh, yeah. And I, apparently I would march. You'd march? Yeah. I, there was, she, she recounts this one day when I, I got angry about something and I was out in the garden just marching up and down. And after that, I realised that I still do it. Really? When I'm angry, I march. If I'm angry, I'll march around the house. I can't sit down and be angry. I've got to march. It's like, a, it's like an instinct to march off the anger. <laughs> I don't know. I pace around quite a lot, but I, I didn't... Maybe that's, maybe that's my way of getting out. Yeah. My, my pacing. Marching. Yeah. What about other ways that you notice other people quelling anger? I think you can always tell when people are quelling a bit of anger. I don't know. I think my, my hair graying before it's time is the <laughs> great sign of my suppressed rage. The other thing I do, I, I know I do, is uh, if I'm really angry, I just can't do eye contact. No. No. And people will know that. Like, they'll be out with people and someone might say something or, or the conversation's gone in an area where I've, gone, I've got annoyed. <laughs> and then people say to me, Jeff, you, you're not happy, are you? Well, how do you know? Because you're not looking at any of us. <laughs> you, all you're doing is staring at the table and into your pint. So when when you're losing it, <laughs> yeah. at what point do you start re- reclaiming your sensibility? Uh, it depends. I mean, sometimes when you really lose it. Well, that's what I thought. I thought once once I'd knocked over the water cooler, yeah, which you, know, you famously did, <laughs> I, th- I would have thought, right, I'm all in now. I might as well go spare, you know, just completely yeah. ape. Well, I did break break the door as well that day. You broke a door. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I slammed the door a bit too hard, and it broke. So, at what point do you start thinking, right? I better start regathering myself here. I, well, it, as I say, it depends. On, it depends on the level of anger. I mean, there are days when that because I think in some ways it's good to be angry every now and again. It just gets it all out, and it's such an adrenaline rush, isn't it? And yeah. there, are, there are times when I, I, very few times in my life, but there's a couple of times I can think of when I've been so angry. And it's lasted probably a good sort of 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And then I think it's just exhaustion mm. that stops you in the end. You know, I can't kick anything else. I can't pace or march anymore. I'm now absolutely exhausted. I think that's the moment you but then you're on quite a high, aren't you? It's quite a high yeah. thing, just losing it like that. It's made me think maybe I should take up boxing. So not that I want to hit, I don't want to hurt anybody. I just want to think that maybe I should have a more regular yeah. uh, outlet for my pent up anger. Yeah. And maybe they could teach me to punch properly as well. <laughs> well, I once bought an inflatable uh, punch bag. Yeah. It just wasn't satisfying enough. No? No. And you know, it's, it's too uh, light. You need something yeah, with a bit more need, resistance. Yeah, then so, someone, um, after that, Little incident at work with mm. the water cooler. It's, <laughs> a friend of mine at work uh, came in one day with a, a plastic uh, measuring jug. Right. And said to me, I've brought you this. I said, well, thanks. But um, why? She said, well, I've got one at home that I just use for throwing. <laughs> you can't do much damage with a plastic measuring jug. If you're angry, just pick it up and throw. And I've still got it. Oh. Uh, I now use it for measuring when I'm cooking. Which I thought she was often. taunting you from here then. But... Taunting me? Yeah, I thought but she was brave. A, it's like, yeah, try, try it with this. <laughs> yeah. Try it with this one. <laughs> um, no, what, i tell you what I'd love to do. And I'm sure I saw this on a program one day that, uh, that you can do this. Um, 
I think it might be in America, but there's a group, uh, I suppose it deals with like anger management or that sort of thing. Um, and if you're really angry and you want to release a bit of that pressure, you can go to a car yard and just smash windows. Oh, that's fun. I'd love that. Give me a sledgehammer, an old car. Yeah. And I'd go, I'd be happy. Give me an hour on that. Give me a sledgehammer and my boss's car. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and give me five minutes. Five minutes of sledgehammer in your I boss's need. car. Yeah. yeah. Or, or just my boss. Oh. Yeah. I'm just worried about the, in, the sort of injury you do yourself. Oh, I'd hurt myself much more than him. Exactly. Think the link. So think the link. Ben, three songs to identify. Some with his link between them. You know the deal by now. It's the uh, title, the artist, or a lyric. Here they are. Right here, right now. every Pretty straightforward this week. Okay, I recognise the middle artist and the last song and artist, but other than that, I need a lot of help. It's at Trevor Ben on Twitter, or send us a private message via the shoutbox, CroydonRadio.com. Get in touch with us, and that's uh, about anything, by the way. Angry moments at work, we'd love to hear those. Oh, yeah, definitely. Things you might have damaged during angry moments. Including yourself. Including yourself. Uh, But right now, we're looking for the link between these three songs. Good luck. Glitch code, code even glimmer. Stop it! Just every time, isn't it? I didn't say a word. Just one little mistake, and I just I'm let you hang yourself. To, I know it, it happens so often. It's glitch code yeah. glimmer. We featured them when we love new music a couple of weeks ago. Coming up at ten today, the brilliant Rich Stevenson and the song Alibi. Uh, we've got to the bottom of this um, whole cooler shaker and John Mills mystery. It wasn't really much of a mystery. I couldn't look it, it up to on me. Wikipedia, but I couldn't be bothered. I still don't know who he is. <laughs> I've just shown you a picture of John Mills. Yeah. And what did you say? I said he looks like every single actor from every single black and white film ever made, ever. Unbelievable, that. One so of our, generic. One of our finest. <laughs> and you're just, you're just putting him in with all the others. Yeah. Unbelievable. Could have been Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> no, it couldn't. It couldn't have been Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke didn't have that sort of austere look. Oh, they all look exactly the same. If you're, I, I'm, I'm a black and white racist. You basically, you don't watch, do you watch anything that's black and white? If you're in a black and white film, then you look like everyone who's ever been in a black and white film. <laughs> but would you not bother with a black and white film? Um, no, I wouldn't. Oh, this is terrible. So Does that mean watch... you've not watched any Laurel and Hardy? Casablanca. That's black and white, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's black no, and white. I wouldn't watch Classic. it. No, I can't, I can't bear it. Why? We have colour. You know, when I was younger... But I was, that's like saying, well, I, I won't listen to anything pre-1983 because we've got CDs now, you know? No, 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 because that's, that's, that's the audio thing that'll sound the same. No, oh, don't say that. Oh, that upsets some people. Yes, people who listen to it on vinyl they think it's much better on vinyl. All, those all that those... crackling and popping, it's much better, really, all that scratching. All those the real winners on those music forums would be coming out swinging for me. Stop it. I was, I mean, I know I'm pretty... Don't have a go at the vinylists. I know I'm pretty stupid now, but when I was a kid, I used to think, a young kid, I should add, I used to think that... Um, really old films were in black and white because back in the old days there wasn't any colour 
Just you just thought everything, everything people saw in yeah. black and white. I thought things were in black and so white. So when did you think? Um, no, I didn't think. I didn't think people saw in black and white. I thought the world was black and white back in the day. I so thought colour was a sort of twenty first century. So you think someone went around painting it all? I don't know. I, I didn't have logic for it. I just thought <laughs> in the in the olden days, clearly life was black and white. I was very literal as a kid. Oh, that's fair enough. I do remember once watching a, a film with my parents that was a subtitled film. And um, I, was, I, I mean, I will watch a subtitled film now, but always with a slight edge of, oh, I've got to read. <laughs> you know, this is not what I signed up for. This is a film. Another thing as well, which shows uh, maybe a level of my, let's not call it stupidity, naivety, innocence, mm. was uh, when I first was taken to the football with my dad. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't work out why there wasn't commentary. Well, I couldn't hear the commentary, like on the telly. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that a normal one? Or would... I suspect that's a normal yeah, one. I mean, I, I didn't so. have it when I first went to football. I think I sort of knew that yeah. there wouldn't be commentary there. Me being an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be quite off-putting for the players, wouldn't it? It would be very off-putting. Yeah. I was thinking, because they have commentary at other sports, don't they? At other mm. things. Like, you go to the horse racing, there's a commentator there or anything. Even motor racing, they have a commentator there. Do they? I suppose that's not going to put a driver off, though, is it? How can you hear anything? Uh, Charles must drown him out it's all quite loud though isn't it all these loud speakers you say about the football is being distracted by the um, commentary but at Fulham uh, it may be true at other grounds as well they're probably um, just distracted by someone in the crowd they've got yeah, someone, <laughs> someone's turned up someone's here <laughs> they, they've, got all this, <laughs> they've got all these fancy electronic boards around the side of the ground which change colour and change signs yeah. and um, often they come up with the betting odds of the likelihood of the next player to score and I think that must be very off-putting if you're standing up to take yeah. a penalty and in front of you you can see the odds of you putting it away or not. I remember um, at Arsenal, when I used to go, the first time they put they had a big screen up mm. you know, and uh, they weren't allowed to show any replays or anything during the actual game. They could only show it at half-time. That's right. I don't know if that's still the case. I'm not sure. I think they can show replays now. But then they couldn't. Like, if it's, you had to wait till half-time to see the goal again. Yes, you know, that whereas, sounds familiar. I, I think now they just, oh, it doesn't matter. They're yeah, used I, to it. I don't go as frequently, but I think, I think you might be right. I think you might have changed now. But if you know, if they're allowed to show replays, then tell us. Anyway, just back to, to the, the John Mills thing. It's yes. Crisp, Crispin Mills, who's in Kuda Shaker, whose mum is Hayley Mills, who's another famous actress. I suppose you don't know who she is. You know, but, I haven't heard of any of these people. And to be honest with you, the, fa- the Mills, the famous Mills family. I've barely heard of Kuda Shaker, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable, this. It's totally unbelievable. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say then? Oh, yes, we've got a right answer for uh, Think the Link. Already? Uh, yeah, we have. Oh, put your pencils down then, people. Uh, We're good. No, no, you've got to still go. Just because we've got one right answer, that, you know, and I'm not letting you see it yet, of course. Why do we need a glut of right answers? Because it, Surely one right answer is all we need. It builds the tension, it builds the excitement. Why? Well, maybe, all right, we'll change You've the rules. You've completely deflated, you I'm, should I'm, lie to them. I'm not, give, I'm not giving you the right answer until we've had uh, five right answers in. Oh. And Ice Station that follows us will not be on air until we've had five right answers. <laughs> we are staying here. We're hijacking Croydon Radio for <laughs> This the day. is it, we're not leaving all day, even if we have to stay all night. Can we ask the right person to submit it four more times? Would that count? Uh, no. No, it has to be five uh, individuals. individuals. Okay, yeah. right. Uh, have we got that many people listening? Uh, barely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we are um, going up in the numbers. That's uh, nice. Someone's just said, uh, wish they could turn the commentary off on the telly. I'll tell you what, there are some commentaries that you do wish you could turn off. It depends on who's on. Do you find that? Do you have like your favourite commentator or co-commentator? Uh, I, I don't have my favourites. I do have my least favourites. Um, like, the worst, I thought, was uh, Michael Owen. Yeah. But no, Phil Neville. Phil Neville. By a long shot. <laughs> by a long shot, the worst. I'll tell you who I can't stand, Mark Lawrenson. 
He's quite patronising. If, if they say, and with your commentary now, is Mark Lawrence up, right, that's it. Five live version. That'll yeah. do me. I do like turning off the commentary on the telly and syncing it up with the radio, but it's quite difficult to do unless yeah. you pause and play and... I know, you've got to get the, time, the times right. I remember there was an FA Cup final a few years ago and I'm watching it with my family and uh, my cousins were there and we're watching it and we're, we're really into it. And uh, someone's outside doing some work with a radio on, hmm. but the radio is ahead of the TV and then there's a penalty in the uh, in the game. And I had to run out and say, can you just turn the radio? Well, I don't want to hear the penalty result before I've seen it. <laughs> you know what? There's a gap in the market there. What's that? Right, don't tell anyone. But you and me can make this. Go on. A bit of equipment. I don't know quite how it works yet. I haven't ironed out the kinks. You plug it into your box and it connects to your radio wirelessly, of course. Obviously. And that automatically syncs your TV live event and your radio commentary. There you go. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> Country House on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben show. I love that. It's one of my favourite songs of all time, that. Really? It is. I don't know what it is about that song. It's just, I don't know. I like it. I that's, pr- that's quite shocking to me. Is it? Well, that's one of my favourite songs of all time. That just someone singing, very big ass in the country. Yeah. And that, that could be one of your favourite th- songs ever. I think it's all about the time it came out. I was 18, I was with my mates, we would go out and they'd always put that on and, and then an Oasis song. By the way, I'm playing as an Oasis later just to you know, balance things up between the between the groups. Yeah. And, uh, and we would just, to be honest, we wouldn't sing that, but that, that would come on and we would just shout it. So it's not and that jump the song's up and down. any good, it's just that it reminds you of a better time. It does remind me of a better time, good. a happier time. When things were were not quite full colour, you know, <laughs> sort of that sort of blurry, yeah. blurry sort of colour. Everything slightly yellowish. Yeah, do you remember that? What's that word? Thought for they coloured it properly. Yeah, sepia transition that yeah. we went through from yeah. black and white into full colour. Yeah, that was sort of in the early sort of nineties. Oh, is that when it started blending in? Was it? I think. I think for the new millennium, that's when they coloured everything in properly. Good. I think they got a. There was an invention. I think Stephen Hawking invented a proper crayon. Speaking of Stephen Hawking, <laughs> yeah. Just I know, sorry, I know you had something else planned. Have you been sending me weird links during the week? <laughs> no. I got a... I, out of nowhere, I got a Skype notification that I had a message from you. I thought, why are you contacting me via yeah, Skype? Because I don't really know how to use Skype. <laughs> and I, I don't... I thought, oh, this looks spammy. But I, I thought, well, I'll click on it anyway. It. I did. Oh, no, what was it? It was a link to a story about Stephen Hawking, which I thought was right up your... You like talking about I'm Stephen a big fan. Hawking, and you like any chance to do your robot voice. <laughs> <laughs> um... I, what, I, what I hoped was when, when you opened it, it was a voice that went, message from Trevor. <laughs> no, it was, it was a story about Stephen Hawking's recently said that there's in the future we're going to be able to use 100% of our brains. And I thought, excellent. Oh, why have you sent me this? But it wasn't <laughs> you, no? No, no, it wasn't me. That was... It was spam. Okay. That's weird, though. Because yeah. that, that means that something knows the sort of thing I would send you. Mm. So that's, that scares me a bit. <laughs> So, yeah, what's what's going on in my computer? Mm. Who's finding out everything about me? I don't like it. So either something's gone wrong with your end or mine. I'm hoping it's... No offence, I'm hoping it's yours. <laughs> I hate those things I get from... Uh, you get an email from a friend and it says, Hi, Trev, in the subject. So then you open it and there's a link to something. And mm. I, I clicked on a link once and then everybody in my email list got that email oh. from me. Oh, it's so annoying. So annoying. And then all my friends sort of send me emails. I've just got this from you. I mm. think you've been hacked. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. It's annoying. Yeah. Does anything else happen after that? Or is that I don't it? think so. I think that's it. Good. I don't know what people are trying to do with that sort of thing. No. Waste of everyone's time, that. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, 
uh, I, I, talking of wasting time, I, uh, you know, I can be a bit petty. Yes, I, I, I can be a bit petty. And I get a lot of uh, cold calls at home. I think it's because I did a survey once. And one of the questions was about PPI. And I think they then just gave my number to every PPI company mm-hmm. there is. And so um, this week, I, I've been getting this phone call from this uh, number that comes up. It's obviously an international number, 02125, something or the other. And um, normally I don't answer. But it's ringing me about five, six times a day. That's and it's much. really beginning to annoy me. Mm. So I answered it this week. And... Uh, I waited to see whether there was anyone there, and I hate that. It's a long wait. And then someone says, hello? And I said, hello, why are you phoning me? And they went, it's very important. I said, I don't care what it is. <laughs> Just take me off your list. And I hung up on them. But the, what if they were desperately trying to get hold of you and it was something important? They'd phone back. Oh, they have. Several times. <laughs> right, so, so now, because I've asked them to take me off a list and they're still phoning me, what I've been doing this week is whenever the phone's rung and it's that number, I've been um, picking up the phone but doing weird things. Mm. So like the first time they, they did phone back, I picked it up and I went, hello, PPIs, 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 press one for PPI, press two for... But they hung up. Yeah. On me. Then, uh, then it rang again, and this time I picked it up and I just down the phone. They hung up on that. Very nice. Uh, I that did one pleasant for our listeners. Ears, <laughs> I did one noise. where I, I just put the phone up against the radio. They could hear that. Trevor Bencho. Uh, no, no, it was something else. Oh. Uh, they hung up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it was the Trevor Bencho. <laughs> and uh, and then I started singing to them. Oh man! Picked it up and I just started going. I'm so pretty. I was so pretty. And as long as they keep phoning me, every time they're going to get something new from me. I got a, 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 one of those annoying calls this week, but it was from a robot. Was um, it Stephen Hawking? It wasn't Stephen Hawking, no. He's not actually a robot, is he? <laughs> He's not an actual <laughs> robot. I'm not going to get it out of my head. He's not actually a robot. <laughs> but it was, um, it was an automated message, but they'd made it sound like a proper voice. Oh, this wasn't... Oh, right. So it was a, it was a woman's voice saying, Oh, uh, hi there. I heard you'd had an accident recently <laughs> that wasn't your fault. Is that right? And then you can hear a sort of click uh, where, where they're waiting for you to say yes, yes. or no. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh, I'll tell you what, I, I've had this other one right that's really annoying uh it's a it's an automated message it says need your oven cleaned <laughs> and it does it goes through all these options and option five is to opt out of getting this phone call so yeah. I, option five thank you my oven is fine as dirty and filthy as it is mm. thank you very much doesn't matter if you opt out no. they st- i'm still getting phone calls need your oven clean <laughs> either someone's been to my house and seen the state of the oven i'm not giving up on that that <laughs> thing needs doing or it's just another scam. So Anything Goes, Ben, this is where we take it in turns to pick a song that isn't in our normal sort of playlist and Anything Goes. Your turn this week. Well, this time, actually, I would say this is exactly the type of song that we would normally play because it's it's great. Excellent. Uh, I was looking for an Anything Goes song because it was my turn. I was having a few beers last night and I thought, I'll put on some music to inspire me. Hmm. And the music I put on has ended up being the track I'm playing today. Excellent. Uh, And then I started thinking, I want to sing along to this because I only know the bit that goes, Leonard Bernstein. And then I thought, I want to know all the lyrics to this song. Uh, and I can't do it, and I almost passed out trying. But anyway, <laughs> it's REM, the end of the world as we know it. REM, it's the end of the world as we know it. Oh, cracking song, that. Brackets, and I feel fine. <laughs> Close brackets. I was going to play that a couple of weeks ago. I was going to play that when, uh, when Trump won. 
Oh, right, yeah. Uh, I decided on the Darth Vader theme soon instead, but um, yeah, great well, song. It was a toss-up between that and uh, Man on the Moon, but I opted for that. Uh, d- did you um, did you work out all the lyrics in the end? Did you manage to, to work out who's in the list? It's, it's too difficult. You just can't do it. I can't do it. You know Leonard Bernstein's in it. Leonard, Leonard Bernstein! That's really fun. <laughs> that's bit, it, that's yeah. the only bit. Yeah. Um, that's a very good impression of uh, Michael Stipe there, I think, singing. You've already been, you've already been lauded for your uh, Damon Albarn impression uh, on oh, the shout right. box. People oh. are loving that. I saw that coming. I didn't know if they confused me for your uh, legendary Stephen Hawking impression. But no, I mean obviously, obviously, that, no one needs to say how good that is. Uh, I've forgotten I've done Damon Albarn. Yeah, I think yeah. you've got you've, your impression's going down well this morning. Excellent, I have to say. Uh, I had a record at home as a child that was a Leonard Bernstein conducted piece. Really? Yeah, my uh, I, I, my mum sort of tried to encourage a bit of culture into uh, mine and my brother's life as a yeah. child. So um, I, I, we were bought the, uh, the album Peter and the Wolf, conducted by, uh, I think, and maybe even narrated by Leonard Bernstein. I can't remember. I'm afraid he joins the long list of people who I don't know. You don't know. If you'd asked me who's Leonard Bernstein, I'd have said, I was the guy in that R.E.M. Song. To be honest, I'd be all right with you not knowing who Leonard Bernstein is. Okay. Not knowing who Sir John Mills is. That's unforgivable. I'm <laughs> sorry. I mean, that's not, and, and you haven't seen Superman. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it's no good at all. Uh, <laughs> now, um, a few weeks ago, I talked to you about the new £5 note. That's right. And I, I was a fan of it. And so many people are not liking the new, don't like the new £5 note, don't like how it feels in my hand, all that stuff, right? It's fine. You'll get used to it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a lovely thing. But it's caused a lot of problems this week. Vegetarian's not happy with it because it uh, includes a little bit of, is it tallow? I think it's called tallow, which is a, a sort of fat from beef or lamb, I think. And it's right. got an element of that in it. Were vegetarians eating their old fibres? I don't think they were eating it. So what is the problem? (laughs) Well, the problem is it's got an animal product in it. That's never been the rule with veggies before. It's just that they don't eat the stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I think think there's been a rule. I've got a friend who's a vegetarian, won't have leather shoes. Does that mean vegetarians can't own pets? Because that means them touching animals. No, no, because they're not killing the animal for anything, are they? But there's no. It's all right to have a it pet. It doesn't mean that just because there's a bit of animal fat in it doesn't mean the animal was died necessarily. Well, I think I think it does. Might have had some sort of liposuction. Oh yeah, because they're doing that, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You see that all the time. It's like a big thing now, and it cows having liposuction. Anyway, to make I, fibers. I just thought that they couldn't <laughs> eat it. No, no, you can't have it in, in any animal. Nothing with an animal product in is, oh, is good enough, especially it. if you're a vegan. I think that's where it I know of... vegans are fussy, but I didn't know <laughs> fussy. I didn't know but vegetarians. It's a life choice, not just fussiness. It's a weird life choice because <laughs> uh, some ve- some vegan restaurants and things now are saying we won't take the new five pound note. Mm. Even some religious organisations are saying we won't take it now. How do you know so, someone's vegan? Because <laughs> they bang on about it endlessly. Because I've told you in about three seconds. <laughs> So I think that this new £5 note, I think, I think it's right that we should know. And they're going to say, they're saying they're going to look into other ways of making it now without the animal fat in it. For goodness sake. I mean, it's a curious decision why they chose animal fat in the first place, I'll be honest. I suppose that's what makes it shiny or whatever, you know. Maybe it's some sort of, uh, you know, setting agent that has to go in before that £5, the new £5 can really do its thing. Do you really think sometimes people are just looking for something to make a fuss about? Well, I don't know. I was, I was thinking about it because I'll be honest with you my first reaction when i heard this story was oh for god's sake just leave it alone it is to be honest i enjoyed the news because it was a welcome break <laughs> from all the trump and brexit nonsense but the more i thought about it the more i thought no do you know what if, if people for whatever reason reason religious or ethical don't want to have anything with animal product you should know if it's got an animal product in it then you can make the choice 
Oh, come on. Everything's got a bit of animal in it somewhere. Which means everything's got a bit of animal in it even somewhere. The, even the red colouring of your Smarties is, is like crushed up crushed beetles, beetles or something. It? Yeah, Is that true? I think it is. I think it's it? on QI. That's one of those things that people always say, but I don't know if it is true. I think it is. Is it? I, th- I don't think Not you can touch. anymore. No, I don't think you can touch much in life without an animal being involved somewhere. I think there is one positive, though. What's that? Well... Presumably now, if it's got elements of beef in it, I could just fry that fiber. It's like a steak, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, how much would you buy a bit of steak for? Uh, a good one, about eight quid. Exactly, for a fiver, just stick it in a frying pan. Lovely. Trev and Ben. We love new music. And if we get 10 o'clock, we'd like to introduce you to a new band of artists. This week, it's Rich Stevenson, London-based singer-songwriter Rich's sharp lyrics, choppy guitars and talent uh, for infectious choruses. has already seen him showcased by BBC Introducing and landing support slots with Ben Howard. Last week, he released a second single from his new I Am Rich Blue EP. The new song combines earthy acoustics with pop hooks and is driven by sweeping violins. Here it is, it's brilliant. It's Alibi on We Love New Music. We love new music. Hello, I'm Rich Stevenson and this is my song Alibi. And you're listening to Wheel of New Music on the Trevon Ben Show. I keep stepping on your fingers, cause you're living on my floor. What we did is no one's business, but I know what you came here for. You got to hold it, control it, and don't look back. You got to pay for the things that you can't give back. Take it or leave it, it's all the same to me. I ain't going nowhere sober, but hell, I'm putting on my suit. That thing finished, and I told her. But I know what you came to do You got to hold it, control it, and don't look back You got to pay for the things that you can't get back Take it, I leave it, it's all the same to me Hurry up, stop wasting time I'm not your alibi Hurry up, stop wasting time I'm not your alibi I know that you're keen So let's start a pop scene Rich Stevenson, Alibi on We Love New Music. It's got a bit of uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners for yeah. me. Yeah, can hear that. Yeah, like that. Big fan. Uh, you can find out more about Rich at richstevenson.com or follow him at Twitter at Stevenson Rich. We'll be playing more from him uh, over the next couple of weeks on the show. And if you want to get your new music on the show, get in touch with us at Trevor Ben on Twitter or send us a message via croydonradio.com. Still to come on the show, we've got uh, the compendium in about uh, 10 minutes' time. Uh, is, the, is the drum ready? De-iced, ready to go. Ready to go. Excellent. Looking forward to that. The pub quiz later on today's uh, category, transport. Why are you sniggering? I don't know. It just sounds so boring. <laughs> and uh, my Hoover humiliated me this week. And of course, we are playing Think the Link. We are looking for the link between these three songs. Right here, right now. every Sunday. How you getting on? Uh, I'm still not sure. But you don't care anymore, do you? Because you know you've got a right answer waiting for you. That's right. You're not even bothering. No. <laughs> I know you said you're not, you know, you know, we're not leaving until you've got five right answers, but I yeah. think you might have to um, 
go back on that. Yeah, I think um, the uh, the ice station show might have something to say about that. <laughs> uh, you know, when, when Peter comes in to do the ice station, and I say, look, you're not going on, mate. Mm. He's going to go off. He's going to kick off. Mm. And we can't have that. No. can't Because he'd take us on and he'd win. And you know I can't punch in a straight line, so we're in real trouble. And, and be, with that damage on your hand, you're not going to be able to punch at all. It's no. going to be me against Peter fighting out <laughs> for, the, uh, for the airspace. Yeah. And frankly... It's not that important. Although you do, pack, have it. You do pack a punch, don't you? Oh, yeah, but I wouldn't want... I'd, I'd, I'd hold back. That's the trouble. You know, when you've got someone like Peter, who's a very gentle soul, yeah. who comes in following this two hours of nonsense and, and provides entertainment that people really want, mm. then uh, I, I can't be responsible for, for that not happening. Very much like that water cooler. I'm sure you wouldn't be able to knock him over. you just wobble him. Just wobble him, yeah. <laughs> but like a weeble. <laughs> <laughs> did you see this week this amazing story about Ed Sheeran I did it was the most bizarre thing I've ever read what happened basically um, Ed Sheeran <laughs> Princess yeah. Beatrice yes and James Blunt were all at a fancy dress party it doesn't sound like the beginning of a joke it's an odd trio isn't it it's a very odd trio anyway you know I'm assuming there was drinks involved um, and at some point during the night uh, James Blunt turns to Princess Beatrice and says, basically, he'd like to get knighted. Oh, okay. He'd like to become Sir James. Yeah. And he deserves it. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> she very kindly uh, pretends to oblige. I was going to say, because she has no power to do that. She doesn't have the power to do that. In fact, it's borderline treason, what she's doing. Yeah, lock her up in a tower. She, she pulls out from somewhere... A ceremonial sword. She's a royal. A royal has always got a sword on them. I'm assuming this was at some sort of royal venue, so she has access to ceremonial swords. swords. She went to pretend to knight him, but obviously over-exaggerated what she was doing and had a big sort of upswing with the sword. She's reckless, if you ask me. (laughs) Reckless. Like her mother. (laughs) She caught Ed Sheeran in the face with a sword Man. and cut him. Wow. Badly? Because um, I haven't seen any pictures of this. I wouldn't say it's a bad cut, but it's a visible cut. You don't want to be damaged by a roll with a sword, do you? I mean, there's nothing I, you can do about that. I think I would take it. I'd take the injury just so I could tell the story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This scar on my face, Princess Beatrice did that. Whilst, whilst knighting James Blunt. What a weird thing that is. I mean... It does sound like we'll be talking about dreams. It does sound like something you'd, you'd mm. think. Did I make that up? Yes. Mm. Yeah. The thing. The thing I don't understand is um, what were they? Where were they? Was it some gig? Or I'll have to double check where they were. It was. It was a fancy dress party. A somewhere. fancy dress yeah. party. Okay. But I'm not sure what the venue was. Obviously, somewhere where you've got a ceremonial sword yeah. on hand. But also, it sounds all very posh, doesn't it? I mean, James mm. Blunt's a posh man, mm. isn't he? I don't know about Ed Sheeran. Is he quite posh? Uh. I don't think he's posh. I think he's quite successful. Well, that's right. That's fine. I, I, that might just, be why he's in that circle. I see. Mm. But it, it's a sort of, th- you know, it's a sort of thing that you imagine that goes on at posh parties, isn't it? Mm. Where that one posh person will turn to a princess and say, hey, would you like me? That sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, You're beautiful. <laughs> would you like me? That's probably how he... I don't know why he's turned into a BG. No. James Blunt seems to have turned into a BG when I do an impression of that. You do the impressions today, Ben. You're, you're, you're on the right track today. Maybe it's just like one of those things that, you know, some people are born who are attending those party with a silver spoon in their mouth and those who aren't have a musket in the face. <laughs> Do you think, though, with Princess Beatrice, because I don't really know what she does. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't 
too sure of who she was either. But you didn't know who she's, she was? She's joining the massive list this morning. There's a people lot of people sure you don't of. know. And she's, she's of your generation. You should know who she is. Yeah. She's one of those people. But I don't know what she does. She's one of those royals that probably does things, but I don't really know what. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I remember, obviously, you know, I'm old enough to remember her mother mm. and the, uh, the scandal she brought upon the royal family. <laughs> what a terrible woman she was. I liked her. I thought, yeah. she, was a, I thought she was a breath of fresh air at the time. <laughs> uh, it's like Harry, right? People always have a go at Harry, don't they? Do, uh, do they still? I think they still do. All right, he wore a Nazi uniform just the once. Yeah, never stabbed anyone in the face, though, did he? <laughs> exactly. The Claxons, Golden Scans on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben Show, and it's time for... Ben's Corking Games Compendium. My favourite time of the week. Well, it is your favourite time of the week, and I always know when we're getting near to the time because you start getting a little bit jumpy. I know. It's the excitement racing through you. You're just jealous because you don't have Trev's Corking Games Compendium. I know, and I don't have the drum to look mm. after uh, because I know you care for it. I do. And, uh, and this is why I know when the time is getting near for us to do it because you start just caressing the drum a little bit. Mm. It's a little bit weird if you don't mind me saying well you know I'm, I'm nice I share I let you spin it I do get to spin it but mm. I don't get to caress it can I give it a little caress before I spin it on this occasion gently go on <laughs> it's nice I can see why you do it yeah <laughs> right I will spin the drum of destiny in just a moment and it will at random pick one of five games in your compendium and those games Ben are when on earth three in five polyphonic pop four head detective and get yourself connected Okay, right. Now, um, I've got a good vibe about today because I've given the drum a little caress. Yeah. I think it's going to be on my side. I think it's going to be helping me out today. It's addictive, isn't it? It is a little bit. <laughs> Just... Don't touch. <laughs> right, I'm going to spin it. Here we go. <laughs> she enjoyed that, I could tell. Certainly she? <laughs> yeah. It's definitely brought us closer together. It's definitely a she. Uh, oh, three in five. Ah, now this is very simple. It's you versus me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both have to give each other a subject uh, to name three things within five seconds, and we have to do it in order to score the point. Okay, we need to toss a coin. Okay, let's toss. Go first. I always go tails. I always go heads. So that's good. Tails, it is. Oh. So um, I'm going to go first if you don't mind. You're going first. No problem. Here's your first one. I want you to name me in five seconds. Three things a soldier uses. A gun, a uniform, and a helmet. Oh, very good. Hey. Yeah, in two seconds. Yeah? That's excellent. Nifty. You do like a soldier. (laughs) One (laughs) point for me. Okay, uh, so it's your turn now. I would like you to name me, in five seconds, three types of hat. Uh, Bowler, fez, top. Yes, yes, very good. (laughs) Excellent. I was hoping you'd say sombrero, but... So, yeah, sombrero didn't enter my head quick enough. That's okay. Um, didn't have to. Very happy with Fez, though. <laughs> uh, it's a great hat. I've got my own Fez at home. One all. <laughs> Less interested in that than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you ready for your next one? Yes. I want you to name me three things you would find in a church. A priest, a pew, and a vicar. Oh, The priest's friend. The vicar's gone round and visit the priest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I suppose a priest and a vicar are different things. It's not unfeasible that they might both be in there at the same time that's right I'll I'll give it to you you know I'll admit I panicked slightly and said priest (laughs) and vicar but that's okay no fair enough alright we'll give you that thank you because I'm in a benevolent mood good for you just as a priest would be right uh, okay so that's uh, 2-1 but it's your turn now name me three in five seconds boy bands oh um boy zone westlife and blue 
Good. There you are. We're on form today. I know my boy bands. <laughs> okay, you ready for your next one? Yes. I think you might struggle with this one. I want you to name me three things you would find in a library. A book, a librarian, and a library card. Very good. Thank you. I thought you might struggle. What I was hoping you go a book, um, another book, a book, but no. Oh, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> we are doing well today, though. We are. This is right. excellent. Okay, right. Your turn. Number three for you. Uh, name me three in five seconds. Items found in the bathroom: uh, toothbrush, brush, and uh, soap. Repetition of brush there, but I think no, no. I'm not arguing. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Priest and vicar. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say to you. Although I understand that they are very different in the denominations they yes. exist in. Yes, they are. Just, just to get that clear. I don't want people going, a priest is different to a vicar. <laughs> I do know. Right. <laughs> uh, you ready for number four? I'm ready. All right. Name me three things you would find, easy this one, on a beach. Uh, sand, bikinis, and body lotion. Excellent. <laughs> I meant suntan lotion, yeah. but I'll stick you with body lotion. body lotion. I think what happened there is you went bikinis, body lotion. Uh, very pervy. All right. Okay, right. Now, for you, I need you to name me four characters in... Four? Win- Hang on. <laughs> sorry. I thought it was three in five. Change the rules, sorry. Uh, name me three in five seconds characters in Winnie the Pooh, excluding Pooh. Okay. Uh, Kanga, Eeyore, and Roo. Yes. <laughs> Storming. <laughs> okay, you ready for your last one? I'm ready. I want you to tell me three things you would see in a changing room. Um, bikinis, <laughs> uh, privates, and towels. Oh, well done. Privates, is that soldiers? <laughs> yeah, I'm oh. back on my soldiers again. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say body lotion again. <laughs> <laughs> that was close, at 4.68 seconds, that. Not too bad. Closest one, but you were too busy thinking of bikinis well it's 5-4 I can don't... I just sorry so, can I just say that means you're in the ladies room <laughs> you didn't uh, specify I didn't specify you're right <laughs> um, now it's 5-4 to me uh, so I don't think we've got a tiebreaker in case you get this but uh, no we haven't we'll just be joint winners <laughs> so um, okay so for to tie even name me three in five seconds shows on Croydon Radio um, uh, the Desperate Jukebox the Trevor Ben Show the Happy Sundays very good <laughs> I should have said we didn't count, but I didn't think to do that. Oasis, roll with it on Croydon Radio. Another one of my favourites. Mm. Again, same era, you see, as the Blur song. Mm. Can you do an impression of one of the Gallagher brothers, just so you live, even things up? Oh, yeah, the Blur Oasis balance yeah, needs yeah, to be amazing. Hi! There you go. That's that all. it. Mank wine. That's it. it, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Oasis. Excellent. Go. Very good. I once saw Oasis live. And I've heard uh, it's a miserable experience. Well, I quite enjoyed it. It was at uh, the V Festival. So I'd had a good day of seeing loads of other people. And they were very good. The only thing that annoyed me a little bit mm. was they, they had a little bit of an argument on stage. And for me, it was too contrived. It was too... I know they were falling out all the time, but this... You could tell it was almost scripted. Oh, really? And I thought, well, I don't know. There's no need for this. No, the reason I've heard... Not, no sort of comment on Oasis or anything. I've just heard that the fans that turn up to these gigs are 
disgusting. <laughs> really? Yeah. Urinating on each other. Oh. Just awful people. Well, I think because this wasn't specifically, I mean, obviously they were headline act at a festival. So perhaps if you go and see just them. Mm. The only thing that worried me slightly were people were starting fires around me. Fires? Yeah, just, you know, because it's a festival, loads of rubbish around. People just starting little fires everywhere. Mm. That was a bit worrying. Cause, yeah, I'd be worried. Because there were p- bits of paper blowing around that were on fire. Mm. You know, you start, I, I don't know. I can see a lot of people going up in flames here. Yeah. Uh, luckily it didn't happen. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I see what you mean now. Yeah, I did, At the time, I didn't think of it as a miserable experience. No. Uh, the thing is, I don't really like going... I, I don't really like going to things like that. I suppose push comes to shove. I'd rather be urinated on than set fire to. If I was set fire on, though, if I, I wouldn't want anyone urinating on me to put me out. Just let me burn. Really? Yeah, don't urinate on me Fair to enough. put me out. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to put me out, throw beer or something over me. Don't do that. Mm. Jellyfish stings, yes. Fire, no. Really? So apparently, if you're stung by a jellyfish, you got to... So you'd be willing to have that if you were jellyfish stung, but not if you were on fire? I mean, I say it now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, put me in the situation, I might change my mind. I think you would quite quickly <laughs> if I set you on fire. Yeah, uh, fair point. Mm. Um, I, uh, I saw this story this week of um, Japanese people getting very upset. And we talked earlier about um, the vegetarians getting upset. Mm. And uh, not just Japanese people getting upset, just animal lovers in general because a skating rink has been put up somewhere in Japan with frozen fish in it. I've seen this. And you can skate over the uh, the frozen fish. Right. All in sort of nice patterns. It's almost like you're skating over the sea. You look down, oh, there's lovely fish. But they've had to shut now. Now, you just said something there. I've got to pick you up on <laughs> Go on. Lovely patterns. Yeah, lovely patterns. Now, how did they do that? How did they arrange the fish in lovely patterns well, they to were, freeze them? Well, they were frozen. Yeah. Were they? They probably laid them out. Yeah, but were they were they frozen in that lovely pattern, or were they put in that? Lovely <laughs> oh, pattern? I thought they were put in that lovely pattern. Meaning they were already dead fish. No, they, they said that they were already dead before they were. But they, they so again, like I said earlier on, veggies. <laughs> what is the problem? <laughs> well, we don't know whether they were killed specifically for this. It's all very well saying, oh yeah, they were dead before we put them in the rink. But the question is, were they killed? For the purpose of the ring. That's a different question, isn't it? That oh, is a different, that's a different scenario. Okay. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, they, they've shut, and they're now going to have a, um, a special ceremony for the fish. See, are they really? Yeah. There are 5,000 of them in the, in the ring. I mean, that's a lot of fish, isn't it? When I was looking into this, I'd heard that one of the problems was that the ice had melted slightly, exposing fish heads oh, really? sticking out from the ice. Yeah, which those skates were, are... Mm. sharp i mean that's going to chop them there'll be guts everywhere it sounds horrendous blood i mean would they not gut the fish before putting them in would you um i think i probably would yeah (laughs) you'd go to the effort of gutting the fish first i think so no i don't it's a weird i've never thought about it so uh, what ceremony are they being given uh i suspect it's a a ceremonial flushing Mm. (laughs) five thousand times just flush them down the loo one at a time need a big toilet yeah well you could turn the ice rink into one big toilet mm-hmm. uh, put a flush mechanism mechanism on it let it melt just flush it all you need to plumb it go. in as well yeah that can't be that difficult can it i'm sure it isn't that get difficult. a plumber in they know what they're doing yeah. sort it out turn this into a big loo and they can do that <laughs> yeah. do a flushing fish down the loo i've never done that no i haven't because i when i kept fish um i would often bury the fish when they died in the garden yeah. I mean, one of them was dug up by a fox, which I didn't enjoy because it was quite a big fish. We had that with a cat once. 
What, dug up a cat? Mm. Oh, really? It wasn't my cat. It was my, the wife's cat. She had it buried the in the wife. cat. You went, the wife? <laughs> you went a bit sort of Monty Python friend. The wife. The I wife. A wife of thin mint. It was my wife. <laughs> and she, she, she had buried the cat in the garden. I don't think she did it personally. Someone didn't do a very good job. I'm not, I'm not going to say it was her. because no. Otherwise, I'll get in trouble. Yeah. I don't think she would have done that. Anyway, uh, yeah, then we had this sort of oh. corpse of a cat oh, hanging out of the ground. horrible. You know, you know, at the end of Carrie... <laughs> oh, that's horrendous! It was bad enough with a fish <laughs> and a cat. You, you got to dig. You got to dig deep if what? you're going to bury a cat. Yeah, dig deep and lay a concrete slab over the top. <laughs> yeah, if you can. and cull all foxes in the area. <laughs> just ensure that doesn't. That, that's horrendous. Mm. I don't think I could have another pet if that happened. Poor little Tigger. Did you have another animal after that? We've got animals at the moment. Yeah. What? What? I mean, I don't mean to. You know upset things what happens when they go you're not going to bury them in a garden are you well I don't have a garden I have a sort of concrete patio you're so going to dig that up and I'm put them underneath I'm the patio I'm not going to mess around with that so. like the Beth Jordash of East Grinstead <laughs> 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 well anyway it's all of flushing things down the toilet right as I say I, I won't do that with my fish but um, someone this week had a uh, had a fish and they were just transferring the fish from one tank to another and um, they did, weren't really sure whether the fish would live through the transfer because it's a very stressful thing for a fish is it moving a fish is very stressful when you buy a fish in a shop they uh when you when they put it in the little plastic bag mm. they put this sort of thing in it which is supposed to, supposedly is some sort of chemical which chills them out calms them down for the journey because otherwise they get a bit stressed and you know you get home and there'll be two of them dead or something so you you know they need to be chilled out and maybe moving it is, is a stressful thing so they they transferred the fish and they weren't sure whether it was looking good for the fish Jane, come back I think you've accidentally played me a clip from Titanic. No, that's uh, that's them looking at Dane the fish, and uh, they're not sure whether Dane is going to make it. No, no, no. Leonardo DiCaprio has just sunk. <laughs> He's frozen and sunk. And Dane, come back. <laughs> so they think the fish is dead. Oh. It's a sad moment. So they ceremonially flushed the fish down the toilet, <gasps> put it in the bowl, flush it. Just as they flush it, comes back to life, didn't it? Oh no! It's too late. It was swimming. It's too late. It's gone. It's horrendous. They said, what a horrific thing that must be. They don't know what's happened to this fish. They assume it's now dead. But imagine it's now out there. This is like a, a, a Finding Nemo moment. I was going to say free. this could inspire a Disney film. I it? know. But uh, that's why I could never flush a, a fish down the loo. What if it's not actually dead? Well, oh, Mind you, if I bury it, I suppose it's just, it's just as bad, isn't it? And it flushing it, it's got a chance. It's still in water. <laughs> hey, I was going to say, maybe it's playing possum. Maybe they thought, I've had it with this tank. Yeah. Going around yeah. in circles in a stupid little castle. <laughs> <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> Would you get that upset though? I mean, imagine that. I, I don't think I could live with myself after that. I'd probably I, bury my... I'd probably flush myself down. I chase kid after myself. I, I tell myself he survived. Yeah. And he's living like a king. Yeah, he's, he's not, is he? No. Some cat's got him. <laughs> Freddie James Band, she don't like rock and roll on Croydon Radio. Got to say, Trevor, earlier when we were talking about you being a bit angry at work and <laughs> yeah. me being angry at work and your story about punching the water cooler yes yeah uh, Kabir has been in touch yeah does that make you a water cooler shaker oh that's very good very good indeed that is excellent <laughs> I like that oh come on let's hit more more, more of that, of that sort stuff, of stuff. yeah, yeah. Um, by the way we still haven't had uh, many other people telling us when they got angry at work no that's okay it's a very calm audience we have isn't mm. it it might just be us is it just us mm. everyone else is very calm and collected furious trapped in dead end jobs <laughs> punching things yeah 
it doesn't sell us that well, does it? Not really. You no. know, if you want to come out for a drink with us, we're, we're, we're fun people to be around. We might just <laughs> lose it at any point and be very depressed otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> we might end up getting nicked. <laughs> oh, speaking of getting nicked, I, while I was uh, doing my research for the show, I came across a nice story about the police. The police? Oh, okay. What are they up to? Um, well, they're getting hacked off with uh, not being able to get evidence off of people's mobile phones. Okay. Surely they can, they've got the power to do whatever they need to, to, to get that. No, because um, there is a uh, penalty if you refuse to give over your passcode to the police so, so that you're deliberately preventing them from getting evidence yeah. off of it. Um, that comes with a up to two-year jail sentence for that alone, um, or a five-year sentence if you're doing something that could compromise national security. Right. But you take that if the crime that you'd be discovered of being guilty of was a 10-year sentence. I you see. see. You'd, you'd easily just say, no, don't. you're not getting into my phone. Wow, you've thought this through. So that's what people are doing. They're taking the hit with the... Because often they only get a couple of months anyway for that. I've looked into it. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you made sure. Yeah, so if you deny the police your passcode so they can't get into your phone and find evidence, then you might get a couple of months in prison. But if you're, as this one guy was, covering up a big sort of fraud racket, okay, he ended up getting over five years for because what the police have done was they've got so annoyed with people locking their phones that they've decided to mug suspects. What? <laughs> yeah. Surely that's not allowed. So basically they'll wait for you to take your phone out of your pocket, unlock it, accept a phone call, and then they'll just sort of tackle it out of your hand and run off with it. Surely that's not allowed. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. That's an offence in itself, isn't it? Or are the police allowed to just mug people? I, I think... I mean, if you were searched by the police and you had a knife on you and they took your knife away you wouldn't say can they do that can they steal your knife uh, good point yeah so the, i wouldn't say that the phone is obviously being used for criminal purposes so but if you same, if, same thing what about if if you attack the police so as they come to take it because presumably these are plain clothes officers you know so you you might think you're actually being mugged what if you were to attack surely they couldn't do you for that then what i thought i was being mugged self-defense you might get away with that I don't know. <laughs> See, it's, open, it's a whole can of worms being opened up here. Yeah. It's, it's, this is the that. thing about the law. There's so many grey areas. You don't know what you can get away with. So you're suggesting that you could thump an undercover police officer yeah. and get away with it? Yeah. Really, you know, put him on the floor. I would say that I, I could come up with a pretty good defence for thumping a, a, a uniformed police officer. If they were mugging you? Yeah, because I yeah. thought, I, you know, at first I thought he was a cop, but then he started to, you know, wrestle me for my phone. Yeah. I thought, clearly not a police officer, so I, I hit him. An opportunist mug on his way to a fancy dress party. Exactly. He's off to meet James Blunt and Princess <laughs> <laughs> Beatrice. <laughs> yeah. He's got body armour on, he's all right, you know. Yeah, why, why are you checking Beatrice for sharp knives and things? <laughs> that's the thing you should be looking out for. Yeah, so that's over an eight-inch blade, that thing. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was... Um, that's extraordinary. Inventive policing. Wow. I like inventive policing. The thing is, I, I find uh, with things like that, you know, where they say, well, we, we can do that. You see, I, I, I'm in two minds because there's a part of me that's going, well, I don't know if they should be able to do that. And then the other hand, you're like, if they stop some massive terrorist mm. attack, then good on them. And also, what happens in the case of mistaken identity, which could happen? Yeah. What if they accidentally smash your phone or break your phone in the, oh, in the wrestle to get it? I wouldn't care about that. I, I, I don't doubt they wouldn't care. <laughs> would, they, <laughs> would they have to replace it? Legally? Um, I would imagine so, yeah. I would imagine they'd have to replace it. I might start doing that, you know. I could do with an upgrade. <laughs> well, just start waving it about, waiting for a policeman to come and mug you. I'll look suspicious around the local police station and then bump into a police officer, drop my phone. There you go. Free, how, free iPhone. How do you, 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 can all, you can all use that. How do you look suspicious around the police station? What do you do to make yourself look suspicious? Uh, I'll put my hood up. Yeah, well, that's a good start. And I'll skulk. 
skulk. I'll skulk about. But that just makes you look like any teenager in Croydon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not going to make you look suspicious. Or just as- you're telling me you're not suspicious of all the teenagers in Croydon? Yeah, I am. In case you've done still, Black Horse and Cherry Tree on Croydon Radio. Uh, coming up very soon, the pub quiz. Transport. Mm. I don't know what has to be said in that voice. I chose that one. Transport. Transport. Uh, the thing is, transport people do sound like that. They do. I mean, yeah, there's no getting away from it. It was either that or choosing potluck again, but there's so <laughs> many potlucks in that book. <laughs> Don't give it away. I mean, that I write every week. You uh, write these <clears throat> questions, you put a lot of effort and time into it. Don't just say we read them out of a book. <laughs> it's terrible. People don't believe that we uh, put a lot of work into this show now. Mm. You know, how many minutes work goes into this show? Oh, multiple. Well, seconds, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know I'm a bit thick. I really am quite thick. Yeah. And uh, I've been hoovering with a broken hoover for the last few months in so much that I haven't had a... Um, you know those hoovers that you got the big sort of pipe thing and then it's got like a long, flat thing at the end, the actual hoover nozzle. Yeah. The long, flat thing. Well, the long, flat thing had fallen off, so all I had was like the hose bit. So I've just been hoovering with the hose bit for about four months. That's okay. Because I couldn't... Uh, that work? It does work, but it's, it's, it's a bit annoying because it takes longer to hoover. No, I, I've been to your house. Yeah. There isn't much evidence of hoovering. No, it doesn't on. happen very often. No. <laughs> no, especially when you've only got the hose bit. Yeah, a bit like an antique shop. It is like an antique. Dusting doesn't happen in my <laughs> no. house. There's no dusting going on. Yeah. I, I, I don't see the point of dusting. No, clearly, yeah. About once a year, maybe, mm. give the place a dust. So I, I've been hoovering with this broken hoover, and I when, when this long oblong bit fell off a few months back, and I couldn't put it back on, you see, and I mm. thought, well, I've obviously broken it, so I can't fix it. I can't afford a new hoover at the moment, so uh, I'll just have to live with it. And I, I just got so annoyed with this thing. So uh, yesterday, I decided to just have a look at it again, see if I could fix it. Right. An hour I spent on this thing, trying to put this thing back on, right? And uh, I couldn't get it fixed. I thought, well, it's definitely broken. I mean, you gave it some time. That's about 58 minutes more than I'd have tried. <laughs> well, the thing is, I thought, I, I, I can't have broken it. It doesn't look broken. I don't know what bit is broken if it is. Yeah. There must be a way that this goes back on. And I'm trying it all ways, and I can't get it to work. I think I've got it working. I think this is good. Start over, and it falls off again. And uh, well, gaffer tape. Well, I've tried that, but uh, then it turns out there's a little clip. All I had to do was clip that on. Moron. An hour I spent <laughs> looking at this thing, and I thought this clip. I was putting it on the the thing on the wrong way round for a start, so the clip didn't fit onto anything. I just thought, oh, well, it's obviously that's just a bit of you know decoration, erroneous plastic. Yeah, that's there for no real reason. An hour I spent, and months I've not had a proper Hoover, and uh, all it was was this little clip. I felt so stupid. Really? <laughs> I did. I, I was looking at myself in the mirror later in the day, and you idiot. Because imagine if I'd asked someone who knows about things to fix that. Yeah. Imagine the look I would have got. Imagine if I'd asked my dad to have a look at the Hoover. Well, at least, you know, you, you didn't tell her that story on the radio, so it's not, it's not too embarrassing. The Coral, dreaming of you. Right, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. Welcome to the Trev and Ben. And it's the Bunk Quiz. 
Uh, so the pub quiz, Ben. Uh, today's category, transport. Yes. Uh, there's an easy question for one point. There's a medium question for two points. There's a hard question for three points. You can take part by being in the shout box right now. You're, of course, the quiz master, Ben, which means you have to have a nickname. What's your nickname this week? Uh, I'll let you choose. Oh, yeah. I've got a couple of options for you. Go on. Either in reference to my angry smashing of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and we mentioned him earlier on. Yeah. I can either be the Incrediben Hulk... I nearly said Incrediben Hunk. <laughs> the Incrediben Hunk. Very self-righteous. No, uh, Incrediben Hulk. <laughs> yes. Or, for my dream jumping, invading people's dreams this week, I can be Benny Kruger. I think, it, I mean, it's not much They're of a choice. They're both terrible. This is like a Clinton-Trump choice that I want to make. <laughs> um, I think I'll have to go with, uh, what was the second one? Benny Kruger. Yeah, that. Okay. Um, I've, I've got a feeling I'm going to do well today, because uh, I grew up in a, uh, a sort of transport household. Oh, my brother was obsessed by transport, so I reckon I, I'm. This is a dead cert for I'm, me. I'm so sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, it was difficult. It was difficult having bus stops on the wall. How many trips did you have to make to that bus station museum thing? Oh, a lot. And the bus conventions—they were the weirdest. I bet they were very odd. There was there were people there who, frankly, shouldn't be allowed out. I bet they smelled good. It was quite a whiff. I remember being on a, like an old bus. Sorry, I know this is... Uh, it's pub quiz time, I man. know, I know. But I was on this old bus thing. We were at this convention and we were out on this old bus. And uh, I, it was so uncomfortable. It was unbelievable. This thing, the seats were uncomfortable. They were bouncing up and down. Transport people love that. Do they? To see kind of old, smelly, greasy men on a bus that's very bouncy. Go, oh, there it goes again. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love this. It's a bit too weird for yeah, my liking. something a bit perverted about that. I know. It's like, you know, get a room. <laughs> <laughs> you and a double-decker. Go off and enjoy yourself. Shall we, um, Shall we get on with this? Crack on with the quiz. <laughs> I wish I hadn't picked transport now. <laughs> Question number one for one point. Which London railway terminus, and I don't get to say terminus enough in life, so that's No, good. it's a good word. Is the home of Eurostar trains. Which London railway terminus is the home of Eurostar trains? No, and then you see the thing is, I don't know when this uh, book, as you've given it away now, was written because it's changed in recent years, isn't it? Has it? Yeah, I'm going to put the more modern one, but yeah, I might put them both down just to cover my my, my tracks here. Cover your tracks. Cover my tracks. Excellent pun. See. See? You meant it, did you? I'm not, no, I didn't. <laughs> Question number two. In relation to air travel, for what do the initials CAA stand? Okay, I think I might know that. Yeah. See, I told you this is my forte. I told you I should have uh, gone into transport. <laughs> um, yeah. You don't know, do you? I'm guessing. I'm, I don't know. Question number three for three points. On a London Underground map, what is the pink line? Uh, the pink line. Oh, I think I may have got an idea. I yeah. don't know that. Um, my handwriting today is appalling. I well, could be it's a, a, it's a good I job could, it's radio. I could it? be a doctor. <laughs> I'd be lucky if I can read my answers when it comes to that bit. Uh, I don't. All, all I know is the Northern Line is black. That's anyway. Well, that's not going to help you much, it, is it? No. Uh, well, it doesn't <laughs> waste the Northern Line. It's a waste of everybody's time. Question number one <laughs> for one. But this show is a waste of everybody's time. It is. Yeah, two hours a week. Which London railway terminus is the home of the Eurostar trains? What have you said? Well, it's either St Pan- Pancras or Waterloo. Well, I've said Euston. Well, you're not getting any points for that. Waste of everybody's time. Which have you opted for? Um, I need a firm commitment. Well, it depends on the date of this book. I, I'm going by the book. I'll have to go with St Pancras. Are you sure? Yes. The answer is St Pancras International. Come on. Now, can we check that's right? Because if it's not right... No, Waterloo not... was the old one. You're that's sure? the new one. Yeah, right. give me the points. It's all mine. Question number two. In relation to air travel, for what do the initials CAA stand? What did you put? Civil Aviation Authority. 
Come on. That's impressive stuff. You can't beat this brain. I have put the chartered airline accountants. <laughs> Very good, but wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't even need to look at the answer. It was the Civil Aviation Authority. There you Excellent go. work. Question number three for three points. Uh, on a London underground map, what is the pink line? Is it the Hammersmith and City? Knowing it's not the northern, I said Piccadilly. The answer... Triff, you got a full house. A full the house. City. That doesn't happen very often. Cam Singh, stay with me on Croydon Radio. Think the link. Uh, so, think the link, Ben. There were three songs to identify. There was a link between them. Here they are again. Right here, right now. What's the link? Uh, Jesus. He's Jesus. Mm. I worked it out. It was some, I knew Phil Collins was in the middle. Something about Jesus. And the last one was Personal Jesus, Depeche Mode. Yeah. What was the first one? I didn't know that one. Uh, it was Jesus Jones. Ah. That was the first one. So the answer is <laughs> Jesus. Praise the Lord. Uh, well done. That was nice. That's two weeks in a row I think you've got that. I think it is. Yeah, you're doing well. Yeah. Next week it's going to be difficult. Of course. Uh, that's about it from us. Uh, standby. Ice Station is on the way next. We're back with our midweek podcast around about Thursday and back live next week. Don't forget you can subscribe to all of our stuff on iTunes. Do what? Sorry. Subscribe. Subscribe to all of our stuff on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at Trevor and Ben. Uh, don't start that again. No? All Just because right. there's a little audience here you're taking the mic out of me. Yeah. I don't like it. Because there are people in the studio and you're, you're belittling me. I know. You turned into my hoover. <laughs> That's what's annoying me. Anyway, Brilliant Ice Station is next, and we'll see you next week. Till then, take it easy tonight. Bye. The Trev and Ben Show.